Greetings, Commanders, and welcome to episode 217 of Lave Radio, the show that talks about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Defire, Colin Ford, the uh, Chief Archivist of Lave Station, and joining me in this cramped orange sidewinder tonight, we have our Inhuman Resources Director, Commander Shan. Hello. We have our Chief Bar Steward, Grant Psycho Cow Walcott. Good evening. And of course, we have our uh, Head of Health and Safety, Commander Idla Vice. That's Ben Moss Woodward. I don't know why my cup's all wet. Well, if you wish, you. Well, are we actually hanging out around Lave Station tonight? I'm currently at Lave, yes. So if you'd like to join, uh, join. Uh, uh, Commander Edelweiss, uh around Blave Station, just for the usual shindig. Um, I'm quite sure he'd be pleased to, to wave at you from his window. Um, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm feeling all lonely, actually, at the moment, because, uh, you know, unlike in recent weeks, I'm actually the only person here. Oh. Whereas the past couple of weeks, there's been about ten people here before the show's even started. Oh. I think, but I, I think I know why that is, though. Oh, oh go on. It's because we started on time. Oh yes, that that this is this is quite a new thing. Mostly thanks to our tech wizardry, we've now got a a, a more smooth solution for broadcasting. Oh, but now you said that, how I'm going to you just jinxed it now. <laughs> you just jinxed it from now on. Don't say that. Don't say that. Now, now you've set you've set an impossible goal for next week. <laughs> <laughs> what another start on time? It's not going to happen. Well, if you can't get to us in-game, then you can also see the Twitch channel, which you can access through laveradio.com slash live. Click on the live chat. And, of course, we're live on Twitch TV slash laveradio right now. Yeah, but it's better. It's better. It's better than that. It's better than that. If you go to laveradio.com and click on the streamers tab under the Twitch drop-down, then you can choose which feed to watch. Out of the massive amount we've got to choose from tonight, which is Ben and myself. Um, <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm sorry I couldn't get my stream set up in time for that one. But then again, you just see the inside of Obsidian Orbital, which, you know, <laughs> it's not as exactly exciting as what Ben's doing at the moment. Well, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, we are just staring up the, the arse end of a fighter. Yeah, true. Very true. Yeah, so... Um, we'll go around the team, see how they've had had, had a good week. So uh, we'll start with our Inhuman Resources Director, Commander Shan. How have you been for the last week? I haven't been too too badly, thank you very much. Um, in game, I have been gathering materials in expectation for an engineering fest when the new ships are released in three point three. So I've been getting my stocks back up earning a little bit of cash. Um, in other parts of my spare time, it is Halloween week in Guild Wars 2, so I've been enjoying um, the Halloween celebrations in Guild Wars 2. Mm-hmm. And in real life, well, it's just been work, really. Work and watching the winter draw in. <laughs> Do you mean the nights are getting longer already? They are, yeah. Winter's coming as the 
meme says. But yeah, he's definitely feeling winter in my part of the country at the moment. <laughs> On the subject of wintry and cold, our chief bar steward, how are things up north? <laughs> Actually, that we, was a good segue. We've got some yeah. really bizarre, nice weather, which is strange, you know, and um, not 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 quite sure why, but we have this kind of warm spell, shortly followed by an extremely wet and feckin' freezing spell, usually just after you've changed jackets because you were sweating, and then it snows. Um, but other than that, yeah, I mean, I have to say that. Um, we got our first little notification that we were to expect some roadworks when they left some heavy-duty, you know, machinery outside our bloody driveway, only to drive up it one morning to find the other lane was closed and had no idea which way to turn at the end of my driveway. So I decided, I'll go left, which, fortunately for me, is how I found out there was a contraflow. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I chose I chose right, so I was okay that time. But oh my god, um, it's yeah, it was definitely a bit of a a bit of a pain in the bum, and it has been. But now tonight they've disappeared as if by magic as well, so that's all good because school runs with roadworks is no fun, and we have um, updates for the bathroom update because. Sai Mouf, um is now he had a, a treatment for his blood last week um, because they found out that he was anemic, which is a an expected mm. and monitored for side effect of his meds, and so he'd been feeling rougher and rougher and rougher, and um, was happy to find out that there was something you know wrong with him, and that they sent him for this wonderful drip treatment for a couple of hours at hospital, and he came out feeling worse. And he's been picking up, so we're hoping to get the rest of the tiling done. Our decorator's been in to look at the rest of the room to see whether or not uh, we're quite ready for him. And he's going to do some other decorating work in my son's bedroom. And the door will hopefully, the special swanky door, will hopefully be put up tomorrow. Um, So it's all painted and ready to go into place. The framework has been greased and installed. It looks like it's going to be freaking awesome. Uh, So I'll try and see if I can get a wee video of that for you all uh, and other news it's also Halloween time down in Santoro land which of course is the licensor for my wife's artwork and they sent us a little video of their little reception area full of little gorgeous dolls with witches hats on and stuff it's pretty damn awesome really <laughs> so will the bathroom war be over by Christmas well I, I really hope so because the the whole bathroom it doesn't just represent uh huge step forward for Suzanne to be able to just you know get up and go to the bathroom herself or go and get washed and when she wants rather than having to rely on other people to be free or you know there's like a whole thing about when you, you give somebody the ability to look after themselves they feel independent and that's a huge mood booster and because she's now morphine free and has been for six weeks um oh excellent she, yep, she's she's just beginning to want to do more and once we get that bathroom and she'll be you know i'll be able to nip away for an evening to go and do some bits and pieces and she'll be able to not worry about having to have somebody come in and help her just to brush her teeth um, she'll be able to just jump in her chair and go and do it and so that's the that's what we're steaming towards and and hopeful that by christmas that is definitely done i mean the flooring's half done so we just need to get the second part of the floor which is the slopey bit so it's a bit more tricky 
but that then means the floor is sealed and ready and we can actually get the uh, tiles and the walls a lot easier than the floor was. <laughs> oh my god. Have you ever done any tiling? I try and avoid uh, tiling as much as possible. I've watched people do it. It's the I enjoy tiling. It's the um it's the, the, the times that you've got between being able to put a tile down and not being able to get your foot off the floor that is quite impressively quick. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I I binned a pair of shoes and a pair of trousers after that, so <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I, I end up in cutting fingers and trying to get things in the right place, and I always end up with them not lining up properly. So, yeah, uh, uh, exercise and frustration for me, for as far as those concerned. Oh, it's beautiful. I mean, it's all it's level. It's stunning. The lines are good. It, it looks amazing. What we've done. Um, unfortunately, it was the messiest fecking thing you've ever seen, and I think that ninety percent of my body is now waterproof and um, suitable for putting tiles on. <laughs> oh, Ben, what have you been up to for the last week then? Uh, I've, been, I've actually I've had a fairly busy week past a couple of weeks. Um, so out of game stuff, I've been I went off to see first uh, first man, mm. uh, which was uh, beautiful cinema, cinematography, and definitely gave a good feeling for what it's like being in. Uh, a sort of an early spaceship as it's doing things and doing things it's meant to do, let alone things it's not meant to do. How right. does it compare to Apollo 13? Apollo 13 is a better film. Mm-hmm. Um, I suspect the parts that they did in that were physics-based and real-life-based and things like that in First Man might have actually been more true to life. Is that um, the, the TV series, is it? No, it's the... In, uh, it's the. It's basically... It's a bio... It's a biography of uh, Neil Armstrong's... Oh, right, not, okay. Not all of his life, but for his life from the 60s through till after he came back from the moon. Okay. So it starts off in his X-51 crash that he's in, or X-51 flight that he does uh, just to the edge of space mm-hmm. and ends just as he returns from from the moon and is in um, quarantine on in one of NASA's facilities. But, yeah. so, I think the, the, the cinematography stuff was lovely. They did some interesting and weird and Possibly artistic or whatever the hell stuff involving his daughter, which is something that's not he's kept very private about. Um, and I don't quite know why they did some of the things that they did. Um, some of it was just a bit weird, like you know, he's he's and uh, I, there's there's things that they did about Neil Armstrong's character. That have confused me a lot. That I don't know from from reading the stuff I've read, from listening to mission log transcripts and things like that. They're portraying him in a different way that I saw, but I can't say which is more accurate. But it's just a bit weird. Um, out of game stuff, I've been sorry. In game stuff, I've been doing. I also bought myself a pair of shoes as well, because as you say, we're coming up to this winter stuff. 
So I figured having a pair of shoes without a hole in them is probably a good thing. Um, you know, that is that is the excitement of my life there, isn't it? Well, there's uh, an idea when we get elite feet by, by, by shoes in the in-game store. I want toe shoes. I do want my toe shoes. Hey, I don't have toe shoes anymore. I've got boots. I forgot about so, that. So basically um, you're saying that Crocs would probably be an item to buy in the elite store now, are you? I wouldn't be at all surprised if that happened, yeah. Um, In-game stuff, I've been helping the Paladin Consortium who have, who've been having a bit of problems. Um, I can either cover that now or later. Um, I've also been... I've, I've went off and I've, I killed some Thargoid Scouts and I've been playing some RimWorld again. Because I right. do like RimWorld. I heard you've what? ruined the Thargoid Bubba Job week. Oh, <laughs> well, I, I wanted to try these Thargoid Scouts that Colin goes off and kills. Um, and how did you do? Um, Thargoids, Nil, Ben, Twenty, or something. No, that's not too bad. Something like that's that. Not... Yeah. Well, let's see. Um, as far as I'm concerned, well, obviously, I put a new Top Chef video out re mm -hmm. with the reaction to uh, to what happened last Thursday. Um, and uh, I've been doing the uh, community goals down in Maya, which is is nice for a change. So I'm I'm not doing any Thargoid uh, hits at the moment. Uh, so that I mean, oh, I'm just actually taking it nice and easy in Elite at the moment until obviously the big excitement hits later in uh, later in the month. Um, the good news is that uh, I can now actually go up to three times. Uh, into work a week, which means because I can get on the bike and ride it now, so uh, things are improving health-wise, so I'm quite relieved about that. And, uh, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, not much more to report than that. Just, oh, but they have cut down on my drugs, which is is uh, quite good because I don't feel so woolly-headed anymore. It's not the kind of drugs that make you feel yay, it's just drugs that keep you going you see what I mean. So, shall we uh, continue with the rest of the show? Well, obviously, um, is there anything happening with the uh, Live Radio Network, Ben? Uh, uh, you, we, you mentioned the, the yeah. Paladin Consortium. So, well, the, um, hang on, let me just stop, stop this jump. Um, Live Radio Network, we're out of lockdown, so come and get your brandy, folks. Uh, on the downside, though, we are now in civil unrest. Uh, but that's you know, at least you can get your brandy, uh, and it also means there's pew pew and stuff like that. But lave is about six. It's up in the mid. It's up in the low sixties at the moment, which is about as high as we really want to go. So, you know, we're not really pushing lave or anything like that very heavily at the moment. Um, instead, you know, my, myself and I've asked some of the lave radio guys to help our friends, the Paladin Consortium defending their home system from Yuri Grom. And I've been asked to tell you that they're offering free bags of popcorn if you fuel up at Big Papa's base in Andreemi. Andreemi? How would you pronounce that? Andreemi sounds right. Well, good luck with trying to get me to pronounce it. <clears throat> um, so they've got fr free popcorn for anyone who, who goes off and does that. Uh, the only downside of it is mm -hmm. it's a power play Thing, so you need to be pledged to Hudson. And I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. 
but if you want to help them, go to discord.io slash palcon and you can help them there. Um, but apparently, though, it is actually quite profitable. And if you, or well, you know, with your Postman Pat simulator, you've got to accelerate all your stuff and pay your credits for that. But if you do it quite quickly, there's a good wing mission return stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but there's good wing mission return stuff in your Postman Pat simulator, and that'll then let you make your money back make even more money, and then once you've done it, you'll get your 50 million credits, basically, because if you, you know, you jump up to however many, rank 4 or rank 5, whatever, and that gets you quite a bit of money, even though you also have to put quite a bit of money in. Um, but if you go to discord.io slash Falcom and help them out, I'm sure they'd appreciate anything they can do. Excellent. Well, and we normally do touch on the development news at the moment, but says there is so much, we'll we'll come to it all later because um, yeah, there's there's quite a lot to discuss this week. So we'll quickly touch on the in-game events and the newsletter first. So um, the first thing to notice is that the eagle eye intelligence that's been happening uh, has come back with um, more systems. Uh, to defend. Now, it seems that the Thargoids are getting more aggressive. There are now three systems to defend again this week, which is uh, Gertund, uh, HIP-9141, and Nagobi. Now, oh, this this lovely pronunciation I'm going to have. The uh, Tzishi was attacked this week. I believe it's pronounced Li-Tzishi. Li-Tzishi. Oh, shit. You know what? Forget I, I, I never spoke. <laughs> My CD. <laughs> it's so good to know that I'm not the only one. <laughs> this well, game's racist. Is... It's a racist against Scottish pronunciation. <laughs> Give us some proper it's names. Almost... Mick McSeeny or something would be fine, but no. Lee C Lee T R <laughs> Farts. On the subject of forts, the station is on fire there, so um, if you want to uh, do some rescue missions, that's the place to head to. Um, we have Hydras in the Salino and also Marope system if you're hunting the big ships. And also, did anybody see the fantastic video put up by the um, Anti-Xeno Initiative of a small ship taking out a Hydra? Someone in a Vulture taking out a Hydra. That was. I, I am aware of it, but I didn't watch it. Well, it is an hour and a half long. It took him quite a while. That's why I didn't watch it. Did he just shoot it once and then sit back and wait for it to get an infection? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that that just took a lot of dedication to do that by himself. I know I couldn't do it. Yes, and the locations of the Aegis and Megaships have have disappeared from my... uh, from the show notes, so we'll have to come back and, look, and deal with it later. Um, the, however, the one thing that has been noted is not only are we having to deal with um, more systems being attacked at the same time, in order to save the system, we have to kill a lot more scouts. Um, the Anti-Xeno Initiative have said that um, it looks like in order to save a, a system now, you have to kill about 5,000 of them. I'm waiting for it to be over 9,000, to be honest, and then I'll start getting impressed. <laughs> so, um, yeah, apparently that was one of the reasons why they lost 
the system last week is because they got to the the total they usually get to and say that'll be fine and then oh dear so it does seem that um, Thargoid aggression seems to be increasing in the bubble in other um, news the Operation Ida has continued to progress with Kipling Orbital they're 29% there with the beryllium and 53% there with the synthetic alloys once those two are complete the station should be back online it's a pity they've now got more stations to repair uh, <coughs> than there were before so we had a quite an interesting newsletter <laughs> Which I, I guess we are we're going to be covering on on the main sections. Was there anything that jumped out of you uh, at the newsletter this week? I'm intrigued why you're saying it's an interesting one because I thought everything in it had either already been covered or was part of the live stream. Well, that, that's the point because it okay. covered the live stream. Okay. So I mean, yeah. Which what was the the ship pack that was available? It was a bubble head. It was yeah. It was a uh... navigation. Oh, oh, yeah, nav beacon. Oh, that beacon. Oh. I was well, actually tempted by that, but I didn't get it. What's wrong well, with you, Ben? I, I was tempted, because I, I wasn't that tempted. You know, I was tempted, but not that tempted. Mm. So, I guess what we'll do is um, we'll take a quick advert break, and then we'll come back with the main discussion, which was basically the live streams. Eddie Lee Wise here. Our family-run business looks after all your sartorial needs. Whether you need something to turn your pink python purple, or you want to wrap your buns up in a nice tight flight suit, Millsburn Ken can sort you right out. He's an expert at inside leg, and my wife Barb's is a whiz with a sewing machine. Bespoke tarting for you and your ship. Visit Eddie and Sons, plus my daughters, at Lave Station. Right, sir. Cough, please. <coughs> on the far side of the bubble. On the dark side of an airless moon. On the slightly more interesting side of a ravine. There lived the engineer. The engineer can make your lasers more powerful. Your engines speedier. And your gas tank really, really big. What do you want? I want fish. Wait, what? That's right, fish! Carp, char, chub, jack, loach, crabby, muckabate, prickleback, sole, snook, snake, tang, wapu, wapagong, banjo, banga, snook, sole, shad, scat, come on by with the long nose cat, noodlefish, nibblefish, northern squaw, hooma, hooma, nuka, nuka, wapa, wapa. What about Swedish fish? Why the hell not? Thanks, mister. You're in the wrong commercial. Well, shit. Fish, because, you know, space. And welcome back. Now, obviously, last Thursday, there was a big announcement uh, as far as the the beta is concerned, and they showed off the new exploration mechanics. Now, I must admit, um, 
This lasted for uh, an hour and a half. We, we had both Adams and Will going through and giving a demonstration of what the new mechanics are like. So, everybody, we'll start with, with Ben. Uh, what did you think of, of the live stream? And we'll just quickly go around the table. I think Frontier went on a little bit too much about some of it. There was a bit, a bit more waffling than I liked. But apart from that, that that's about the only complaint I can really make. Um, I, as I've said all along, I've been waiting to see the mechanics that they're doing for the new navigation stuff before I committed to it. Because, you know, we've heard that the, the still images don't do it any justice and my God, were they right? Uh, and I was also quite relieved to see how quickly Adam was able to just sort of blitz through them if he's wanting to just blitz it. Mm. Chan? Yeah, it was quite interesting. Um, I, my, looking at it from my kind of objective point of view, I would have wanted them to have shown us the entire sequence from jumping into a system, refueling, using the new discovery scanner, and basically flowing all the way through. The, uh, the I felt the guessing game thing, or oh, what is this signal thing? It kind of it, it kind of gave a skewed view of the amount of time it could take for the process. So I would have wanted them to jump in and just do the thing as it flows through. The actual um, mechanics themselves, I think people get used to it, um, and I think it does suit the sort of gameplay where if you want to scan the entire system, it will be substantially quicker. Mm -hmm. What I'm not sure about is how quick the jump in, refuel, decide if there's anything you, you want to scan in that and move on bit. Because they spoke about their concept of the traveler, you yep. know, someone going in and dipping in and stuff like that. So I'm not sure because they didn't show the flow of how close that would meet. Uh, quite a lot of other players, the way they play, you know, the honk and look and scoop thing. So that kind of remains to be seen. There's been a bit of debate on the forum about infinite probes. Mm -hmm. um, and to be honest, I couldn't see any other way of doing it. And we've spoken a couple of times on the show about, well, what about horizon, non-horizon zoners? What do you do if you haven't got an SRV, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so I couldn't see a different way of doing it other than, um, giving infinite probes. However, there is the there's all there's the, always the the what if kind of people that says, well, if we can fabricate probes that go in supercruise, why can't we fabricate infinite bullets? You know that sort of question. So, I, I think I would have wanted to have seen it perhaps tied to so you use a bit of fuel to reload your probes. So there is a there is a definite count in there rather than just hand waving them, you've got an infinite number of them. You tie it to something that everyone has, which is a fuel scoop, for example, or fuel. Something like that to at least kind of offset the, well, why can't we have infinite bullets then? But to be honest, I couldn't see a different way of doing it other than infinite bullets. Uh, sorry, infinite uh, infinite fuel. Okay, yeah. then do you want to just jump in there? <laughs> what do you think about the idea of... Okay, fine, you've got your infinite probes, but if you want your probe to cover a wider area, maybe you could fabricate that one. Or you, you've got your advanced probe or something like that, and 
if you can you can fabricate your advanced probes. Uh, it still penalises a non frontier uh, non horizons users though. That's yeah, but the fuck issue. them. <laughs> yeah, but you can't really say that. Oh, really? I, yes, that's I very just naughty. Bit. Sorry, that's uh, very right. naughty. Twenty twenty one oh two on twenty third of um, October twenty eighteen. Ben did actually just say, "Fuck you, you non horizons owners. If you want to do your infinite probes with advanced stuff, buy horizons, you cheap bastards. Otherwise, you can do it for free using your infinite probes." Uh, yes, the other, the other kind of, <laughs> the other kind of thing that I kind of felt a bit silly on the stream was the whole idea of playing golf with probes. You have a, a certain par for scanning a planet, and I thought, yeah, that's a bit gamey in a way. Um, <laughs> it, 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 it... <laughs> Sorry, Sean. Oh dear. Sorry. Yes, I think something just got us right there. Sorry about that, Sean. <laughs> I'm trying to be serious. Anyway, yeah, so I, I, I felt it was kind of a bit of out of place because it almost felt like I was playing Peggle, you know, where you have to loop a ball around the, the, the blocks to get the one you wanted and all stuff like that. I can see how it would be fun the first time, but because you've got infinite probes, I don't know, I can just see people um, engineering the um, Discovery Scanner, because it was one of the modifications they talked about to fire off more than two probes simultaneously. So you can just see them sort of firing off probes as much as you like and forgetting about the... the you know, I don't know. I, I, need, I need to try it. I want the Pilots Federation to come along with, and do you for galactic-level littering. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's funny you should mention this, because Obsidian Ant actually had run his own poll about the infinite probes, and it came back with the vast majority of them wanted either infinite probes or um, probes, infinite probes, but you can modify the probes themselves to cover more area. So I think it was something like 89% wanted infinite probes and 11% didn't. So it, it kind of gave you the impression that the vast majority of of the community did seem to be quite happy with the infinite probe idea. Yeah, and as I, said, I couldn't think of a, of a better way of doing it than the way they've implemented it. I, I know it's a bit, you know, suspension of disbelief thing, but mm -hmm. how else could you do it? Because if you're, even if you had an SRV, and this answers Ben's prejudiced answer uh, against non-Horizon zoners, Ben, you have an SRV in your ship, in the middle of nowhere, and you do doing your crazy Dukes of Hazard stunts, and it blows up. How are you going to refuel your ship with probes if your SRV is blown up? Why can't I get my pro my probe materials from an asteroid belt? Uh, will you take a mining laser with you? I'm, I might be. Yeah, it's. But a lot of the materials that you can get either from asteroids or from planets, <laughs> and you've got this whole thing with probes. With you know, you'd still be able to do your free probes, but it's like using your. If you synthesize special fuel, it's like a one-off one use, isn't it? So you'd go off and say, synthesize 10 special probes, and they give you 30% you know, coverage of the planet or something like that for the next 10 probes, and then you're back to your normal ones. So you're not going to really be penalized other than you'd have to fire well, you probes. Could, 
the way they're doing it is they are they said you'll be able to engineer your discovery scanner to yeah. use a certain probe. So, so in a way that is giving you improved probes, isn't it? By engineering. Well, I was giving you that, but I don't see why you can't synthesize it just like you can synthesize. You just it. want you just want to survey the entire planet in just one probe, don't you? That would be awesome if you could. You know, you go off and you find some, I don't know, probomian or something like that. Which is obviously, it's a, yeah, it's obviously a rare good. Um, and then you know, you 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 super probe your probe, fire it at the planet, and gives you a one shot. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> but no, be serious for a minute. The, I, um, I was actually being serious. Okay, well, my words probonium. were... But, well, maybe not probomium, but you know what I mean. You know, rare, some kind of rare rare stuff, like... Uh, oh, oh, not on my screen, am I? You're making, you're making me actually go off and do real do real things now, rather than just make Sorry. it up. The other... Um, the other... The other aspect, uh, and I guess it is tied in with exploration, is they showed off night vision mode. Did you, do you remember that? Oh, yeah. That, that, that made me squeal a little bit. But it's not on SRVs, apparently. It's only on ships. I heard it was on SRVs, according to... I'm sure... No, no. Um, they, they, confirmed it, they confirmed it on Monday that SRVs don't have the night version. Okay, so they... Oh, that's going to be weird, then. So, on an SRV, it's really going to be dark. It's got lights on it, though, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. But lights are shite. Yeah, but they're better than ship lights. <laughs> That's not hard. <laughs> Grant, have you got anything to add about your impressions to the video? Um, uh, yeah, even though you are you are sniggering about the all noticeable artificial landmark probing. Yeah, well, you know, I think that's obviously important. And and to be honest, I have not seen the video yet. Uh, I have actually been like unbelievable, and it's not like me to to not have tons of disposable time. But it's actually been really really busy, so I've not had an opportunity to catch up with these. And I was desperate to see the various different uh, developments for exploration because. I'm out there in the black and, you know, these probes do sound fantastic. However, when we finally get to, to being able to land on atmosphere planets, are we going to go down to see millions of cities with holes in the roofs from all these unlimited probes smashing into their buildings? Would it be like plastic in the oceans? You know, you just kind of probes littering the oceans. This is a strange whale. It seems to be going blue in the face and it's got a probe stuck in its blow. Um, yeah, it's going to be... It's going to be interesting. I think, you know, at least it's something new. And, you know, in this day and age where we're watching other games coming up and coming out with ideas, you've got No Man's Sky and its redevelopment and it's been well received and you've got Star Citizen still there. For Frontier to be able to try new ideas and bring in new stuff is awesome. So, you know, props to them for coming up with new ideas and new gameplay to just revitalise the old. Um, because the Honk Scoop is pretty mind-numbingly dull so having something that's a bit of fun could be great <clears throat> yes and we'll see what it's like in a week's time because the beta is out due out uh, this time next week isn't it um, yeah what i did think was a very good thing they did was surface uh, places of interest now appear in your navigation tab so it's is, is that once you've mapped the the thing the that is once you've mapped the once you've mapped the planet, any um, features like um, 
uh, crashed ships or whatever will appear in your navigation tab, which saves you the uh, plugging in the coordinates and zooming around the planet at random trying to find them. So I think that will be a very good feature, and I'm really pleased they added that because quite often that's the biggest pain in the bum is navigation to a point on a planet. Um, so I'm really pleased that they've done that. Yeah. I mean, I think... Of all the, I mean, like you, Shan, I was a little bit concerned about you, you know, the traveller mechanic that they were on about the fact that um, you, you know, either presently you can just quickly look at the the system map, and if there's anything interesting there, you can just go for it. However, I think that the the first initial phase where you've got the um, what was it, the filtered signal analysis bar, once you learn which little blip is what. Then I think it will. It won't take long before you you kind of acclimatized to it, and you just go right. Okay, I know there's nothing in this system that I'm interested in. I can move on to the next one. Yeah, the the question I have about that, and this goes back my to my initial thought was they didn't show that jumping into a system, what happens to your ship while you're twiddling the dials and stuff like that. Can you? Speak oh, they did. They, they did. They did explain on Monday, uh, on, on the Monday uh, Twitch stream that they do at lunchtime, is that they both explained, right, your ship comes to a dead stop. You're still in Super Cruise, but your ship comes to a dead stop. Right, so, so if you are... What happens if you get hyperdicted? Not hyperdicted, if you get interdicted while you're scanning then? You're a sitting duck. Hmm. So what you then have to do is you then have to, when you jump, position your the rear of your ship so it's pointing towards the sun. Which makes interdiction a lot more difficult. If, but again, again this, I guess people would say, though, if you're out exploring, the chances of you encountering someone who's going to be interdicting you is That's quite, quite. Yeah, it's really, really long odds. But also, do you, rem- do you remember you. the early. Back back in the early days when they, they were actually saying when you honk a system, it should light you up on that system. Because you're generating a lot of heat, you're generating a lot of EM noise, and it should really make you a target for things in that system. And that's obviously that that never happened. Mm-hmm. Well, Whereas I don't think they're actually now good. you're going to be slightly more vul- you are going to be slightly more vulnerable. Yes, you are. But I must admit, I think in this case, uh, I think that's a good thing that you're not going to be that noticeable when you do it. <laughs> Yeah, but it was it was in the original intent was that you were meant honking was meant to make you was meant to be a bit of, be a bit of a liability. Yeah, mm. Well, we do need to see the process. The other interesting yeah. thought that they did mention on the stream, and I'm sure there are people heading out there right now, is there's going to be a gold rush to visit places that are well known to map mm-hmm. the planets. So you can do, you can imagine people trying to buckyball out to Beagle Point. Be the first to fully map the planet to Beagle Point and get back um, to sort of like claim the glory. However, they did say there were some systems that they regarded as special where you wouldn't be able to claim a first map by. And I'm just wondering whether systems like Beagle Point are on that list. Because you know how there's some systems in game now where um, you can't claim first discovery of the planet, for example, yeah. even though it so I'm wondering whether there's going to be that sort of mechanic at some of these well-known places. I can well, see there being a bit of a gold rush trying well, to get your name on stuff. 
I know that I'm, uh, I'll be heading out to a couple of systems that I know I've got first discovered by, uh, and I want to, I want to have first mapped on those. So I, I know on when this thing drops, my Aspect Explorer will be out there waiting at those particular systems, ready to, to start firing probes left, right, and center. You mean but, to say you're not going to be the first person to probe Uranus? Oh, God. That wasn't even a joke, Ben. It really wasn't. <laughs> it was worth a sigh. Come on. That wasn't even worth a sigh. We just... <sighs> The other thing they showed, sorry if we changed from the list, was was the codex. Yeah, and the more I'm still in a bit of, uh, you know, it was that bad. I'm I'm just recovering. <laughs> yeah, the codex. Um, I must admit, I was a bit um, underwhelmed by this to begin with. I don't think the uh, <laughs> the full implications of it has actually hit home yet. Uh, I mean. Everyone seemed to get quite excited about two bottom bits uh, that were listed, two categories. Are you talking about the Raxler thing? Uh, well, they seemed to deny it, didn't they? I, I was, I was, I probably share your concerns over the Raxler thing um, because I really hope it's not in-game and is discoverable because if you, because for me personally, Raxler is part of the attraction of elite this is the mystery of what what or where raxler is and that came from as as soon as i read about it in the dark wheel novella mm. it's, it's been with you know it's been there so for me whatever it is is not gonna be how i expect it to be and it'd be a bit like uh, reading all about heaven and then turning out it actually looks like skegness <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Well, I think it's fair to say, though, that Raxler is rumoured. Oh, it's rumoured, uh, but keep and, it rumoured. Yeah, but and the rumours, if the rumours can be codified, for want of a better word, then, and summarised in one place, <laughs> then then that would, be a, that would be a good thing, and it might help people, but obviously we don't want it to go off and say, by the way... Raxler's here, mm -hmm. and I'm just going to have to go off and respond to pilots. Yes, we are indeed all we're all forum dads, and hi Viking Salt, welcome to the channel. And the best thing about Lave Radio is this is the original Elite Dangerous show we've been running since 2013, and we've got 217 episodes under our belt and over 400 plus hours. Plus, we also do conventions and all that kind of shit as well. Is there anything else good about us? Oh, and Grant goes to bathroom updates, and Colin has a heart. Yeah, so uh, talking about Raxler, <laughs> I, I just really hope I, I really hope the Codex entry collates rumours about it rather than pointing to an actual place in game. I mean, for me, the worst the worst thing it could possibly be it it. What a telephone call is. Oh, well, it's just, for you. The, the worst thing I think it could possibly be is a Coriolis station in some system that's like a super Shinrata Desra where you need to be triple elite or something to get to get docking permission. That ah no. It needs to be <laughs> it, it, it just need as I say, it's like it'd be like talking about heaven and turning and my example is it's like Skegness. I, I just don't want it in game. I want the rumors in game. I want to have a quest to collect the legends about it, but I don't want it to be 
visitable. Well, as far as the rest, I mean, this is one of the things that that got me as soon as as soon as I saw it, is that everybody seemed to focus on both the Dark Wheel and Raxler, and seemed to ignore the rest of the Codex, which I thought was a little bit sort of unfair, really. I mean, before we actually go back to go into deep depth of the Codex, what did everybody think of the Aura review? About downtime. That's a bit um, a bit harsh. I thought it was quite nice. <laughs> I did, I thought it was very nice, but I also think it's about time. See, they could have combined the oral review with the um, wave scanner, and you could you could see the, the the gravitational parts of the planets, and you would then have to discover where where it is. I mean, I don't know. I I, I think the oral review will be really useful once you've mapped stuff out to see how it all fits together. Um, well, the, the main point of the aura review is so that you can actually work out the most efficient route to fly around different planets or around the system. Yeah, but when, the only way you see that is once you've played the little. Uh, you've sunk my. You don't have to do your ball game. game. You don't have to do the ball game. You just have to go off and sit still and look at everything for a few. Yeah, you have to play battleships, don't you, with the planets? Okay. Yeah. I see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but that will be a heck of a lot uh, quicker than having to actually fly out to each planet individually. Oh, yeah, it's not, it's not about the speed. It's just about I would have wanted to be able to see the oral review at an earlier stage in the process. But that's just me. Yeah, well, how are you going to know where everything is until you know where everything is? Because you have that initial scan, don't you? I mean, I'm, just, uh, I'm hoping in kind of a thousand years' time you'll be able to detect gravitational uh, objects. Well that's, well, that's what the that's what those pulses are. Those are the gravitational objects. They are the uh, the the signatures, if you like, of the of the items. You in just the you system. just want to bot in your in your set in your ship to go off and identify what those things are, rather than no, well, where, they, where they are. Where they are. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, let's just let's let's see next week once we've been through the process. I think a couple of times. About it. So yeah, the the thing I did notice in the codex is they've shifted a lot of your stats from the yes. stats panel into the mm-hmm. codex, which in some ways is really good. In other ways, if I'm doing a ship build, if I want to see how much a build has affected my resistances on my shield or the mega jewels or whatever it is mm-hmm. I'm trying to look at, having that in the codex just it it just seems a clumsy way of doing it, going through those screens. To find it, whereas really? now it it still seems better than going to my left to my right hand panel and then scrolling down and missing it and things like that. Yeah, I mean, I must it's... admit, overall, I thought the the UI changes were actually quite nice. Um, they they seem to streamline the UI um, quite well. I know it's going to take a little while to get used to it again, but um, I still thought that was actually an improvement of what we got. Oh, I, I like the UI changes. Um, I, I thought they did a really good job uh, in, in general having it, and the way they combined the, um, the manifest scanner and the uh, ship, your target ship's loadout bit, I thought well, that was quite a sensible way of doing it. So, yeah, I like the UI changes. Um, I thought they, uh, they would help. Of course, it's going gonna, it's gonna to mess the people using your voice attack up quite a bit to do that because they need to program it. And, you need to redo it, yeah. 
and, and harking back to last week with bots, it might delay bots for a week or so while they learn where the stuff is. One thing I want to actually cover, though, just before we disappear on from examining the system and things like that, is obviously at the moment we've got Voyager 1 and 2 in Sol and potentially other things in other places. Mm-hmm. And at the moment, they are a ball lake to find. Yes. I am. I can't decide if I'm. I want them to become easier to find, or if I want them with the new system to remain bloody hard. And you have to go off and coordinate and you know fly to this exact position and then travel in that direction to actually calculate yourself where the probe is, where Voyager is. Or if your system can now find it for you. Well, that's the thing. They said that, you know, what is it? Um, points of interest and um, what was it? Un- unidentified signal sources, uh, mission uh, signal yeah. sources. All those things are going to be available right when you do the honk. Yeah, but most of those things have already been available from the honk, apart from USSs, which you get by stumbling across them. Yeah, but the, the USS is... counters that? I don't know. Here's a, here's a thought about the um, fixed USS I was thinking about during mm. the week. Is uh, At the moment, there are certain rules that are applied to USS generation. You know, If you want Imperial shielding, you have to be in the Imperial system in this state, etc., etc., before you stand a chance of getting Imperial, imperial uh, shielding, for example. So mm. if all that is then done when, when you first jump into a system and then time out, are we then only seeing a different front end to the RNG generation? Or is there going to be something different that will makes it deterministic? I.e., will you always get a high grade signal source in every in, in every system? Or will you have to keep jumping in and out or waiting for it to time out before you get a high grade? Well, that that is something that we'll have to to wait and see because they've not announced anything about that that on those along those kind of lines at all. So it's it's one of these things where we're going to have yeah. To I, was, I, was, I was asking, yeah, I was asking as a as a question, you know, for us to try out um, yeah. when it comes in next week because I'm not a fan of just front ending the existing USSs and stuff like that with a different way of RNG. Mm. Yeah, I mean, well, we're going to have to have a a certain to do list to make to to try and find out how difficult well, how how these mechanics are all going to to play out. I mean, I'd, I'll take the Voyager one. See if the Voyager suddenly appears when we go into Scott uh, into uh, uh, Sol. The other part, which I thought was very very useful um, as far as exploration was concerned is that exploration data is now, if you like, a crowdsourced. Mm, yes. Uh, and uh, basically, how was it? As soon as you scan something, it's available to other people? As soon as you scan and hand it in, it's available. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that. You know, that's the one thing. I thought that was going to be in right from the get-go. I was surprised it wasn't, but... Um, I do feel that, yeah, I think that's about time we had that. What I don't quite understand is, you know, with that, so let's say I go off and fly to somewhere where I've never been, mm. but Colin was there last week. 
Will I now get Colin's nav data? And will that automatically be in my ship? So I don't need to go off and look at every planet or... Yeah, I don't quite understand this crowdsourcing stuff of it. Yeah, the way I the way I read it is that you sell your stuff to Universal Cartographics, and it's a bit like uh, TomTom, I would imagine, where you you note on TomTom or a, a a new road or a speed camera or whatever it is, you then upload that to TomTom, and then that TomTom user data is then downloaded onto your TomTom, which is then available for you to see. And it's all done through universal cartographics. So, but does that mean that it's updated every time you dock, or do you ultimately have it as soon as you do a system scan? That, well, I, I don't think you've got to dock to get it, because otherwise that would that would really defeat the purpose of it if you're out in the black. Um, or at least... I don't... <laughs> I think we're just going to have to see how this plays out, aren't we? Yeah, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I think it's another one of those. So yeah, I mean, most of the discoveries so far. I mean, ugh. I mean, oof. one of the other. The last thing to say about this is, of course, the it's the the system scanning is available at multi crew. So if you've got three people on board, you could probably quite quickly get through a system and move on quite quickly. And do you think that's a good good addition to multi-crew? Because I know I, I do. A, I think that's a great addition to multi-crew. Um, I think so too, actually. I, I think that's a really good idea because we were looking for stuff for crew to do that's outside of what a pilot can do. And if you've got mm. two people in your ship who are, and they get rewarded as well, um, maybe a little bit like wing discoveries, you know, where you get discovered by Colin, Ben, Shan, etc. You get that mm -hmm. if you're in a wing when you discover something. If you got a similar thing to that, you got your name on the first mapped by, and you got the rewards. Yeah, then I think that's a, that's a really useful thing for people to do, particularly um, if you're out in the black and one of their company. Mm. One of the things that did uh, did pique my interest is that. Um, as far as the detailed surface scanner, the, the the probe launcher, only the gunner is available to use this module, which I thought was interesting. Well, it would be kind of awkward to use it if you're in an SLF. <laughs> yeah, true. But uh, it does it does bring back the old question of can you have more than one gunner on, on a... or is it an idea to have more than one gunner on the ship? But um, we'll leave that for the moment. So, I mean, if we go back to the Codex, I mean, the Codex covered a whole load of different areas. We obviously had the Commander tab, which takes a whole load of our uh, session data and statistics and our archive and puts it into one tab. And we've got Discoveries, which are... Now, this, this is quite interesting because the Discoveries section had the galaxy broken down into, obviously, 42 regions. Uh, and each region had its information dealing with these stellar bodies. Now, hasn't there been something on the forums where people are wanting to name them? Well, I think what the wasn't an issue, but what the question was, was why don't you use the names that players have come up with um, to name the regions? So don't just call them Region 1 to 42. Have the you know the the Formaline Rift. You have the Abyss. You, know, you have basically you name them according to how they're named now in in the real galaxy, as well as 
what players call them, and maybe have them have a number as well. But you uh, need sort of a, a kind of a mapping from just a number to a name to kind of like bring it to life. And I think that's what people were getting at. Yeah. I mean, they've sort of said the Cordex has three states as far as items within this galaxy map is concerned. For each section, there is things which are rumoured. So, you know, this might be there's rumoured discoveries for a a region that will get you to start looking that direction. And then you have reported, which is when a commander finds a rumoured item, it then shows up as reported in the Cordex, and then it updates everybody's Cordex. Uh, and then if you personally go to a reported place and scan it yourself, then it, it appears as discovered in your core text. Um, I, do you think that's a good enough motivator for people to go out? I'm not sure, because no, if, if, let's, let's say, for example, they did put Raxler or Skegness mm-hmm. in the game. And <laughs> so Raxler the- will always be known as Skegness from the Unlavery point on <laughs> but so let's say you discover that are you really going to report that as being reported or do you want to smugly know that you know where it is and no one else does and post screenshots and copy out the location yeah okay <laughs> so yeah that's what i was twice there but you can see what i'm coming out where is the motivation to, to kind of spread the knowledge until you've finished with being smug yeah it's it's i don't know it is it's a funny one um i do like that at least there's something there something of a hint that will keep you that might pique your interest to say uh, there's something over here in this in this sector as you know as you subtly point the way but uh again um it has potential but we're going to have to see how it plays out uh they just say that there'll be plenty of we new ways of making incredible discoveries and credits using this. What I'm hoping for the Codex is it has similar functionality to ED discovery. You know, where you can have a trip and then you can, rather than just mapping and listing out everything you've discovered, you can say, well, on this trip, I, did, I found this, 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 and this. Because the Codex would be great for an in-game tool for recording your discoveries. I, but when I go out on my um, exploration trip, I like to have it, my trip here, I did that. My trip there, I did that. To kind of categorize it a bit. But maybe I'm just wishful thinking here. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I get what you say. I mean, normally those kind of stuff would go in your own personal archive. Well, the information is all there because it's all recorded in your logs, and that's mm-hmm. how ED Discovery works. It reads the logs in and then uh, works from there. Again, we'll have, to, we'll have to see what it works, and maybe we're wishing too much functionality on something without seeing it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's certainly uh, it certainly is, it's it's a good idea. We've just got to see it how it works i mean um i mean the other thing that we saw that was that they've got the knowledge base that's part of the codex so this is all the background lore that's been available in the books and in the role-playing games and things like that it's now going to be available first time in the game so you'll have articles dealing with the superpowers their key figures within them organizations and you know 
Does that mean, for example, there'll be a codex entry for the Silver Comet or Commander Angel Rose or all the yeah, all the all the books that people have been written that have been authorized and made canon by Frontier? Are we saying that that's all going to be in there? Or parts of it? And I definitely think that uh, there will be some mention of of the official um, uh, uh, fiction that's going to going to be in there. Obviously, I mean you can't go without uh, the stuff from Reclamation and uh, Premonition because that you know that's part of the part of the history of the game. So they're going to have stuff like that in there. I, ch- I should think. No. I mean, from what I remember about the stream, it looked like once you've visited one of these nav beacons, say, instead of it being in your um, top panel for a week, it's going to be in your codex for life. Yes, I so think that's fantastic. Imagine, yeah. So I would imagine that all these things that are out there as nav beacons for us to read, once you've read them, they'll lurk in your codex from then onwards. And I thought that was really good because at the moment, the voice log entries and the text entries only last a month, tops. 30 days, yeah. Yeah. So having it permanently in there, and hopefully you can then replay them at any point in time Mm -hmm. once they're there. I I, I like that because I I don't necessarily want to go back and find a generation ship again just to listen to the log. No. But that's the thing that... um... The logs, those voice acted logs are actually really, really good. Um, and it would be nice to be able to just call them back up at any time. Um, um, yeah, it's one of these things that you could probably listen to in the background while you're flying, similarly, the way you have the Galnet. Well, that goes off and turns us into one of the things that they did say we'd be able to do is to be able to queue up all these log files and pieces of lore. Mm-hmm. And listen to it as and when we want. I, I will. I will say I was slightly disappointed about the codex in that they didn't get Commander Wotherspoon as the voice of the codex. <laughs> so he can read the codex, so you don't have to. Exactly. Yes. Sounds fair to me. <laughs> um, the other thing to touch on, maybe they, they touched on it briefly, and I think it was in, it was a we all read about the PC gamer article about scenarios. Now, that's going to be officially announced, isn't it, on this Thursday stream, I believe. Yes. Uh, they talked about. But the scenario thing, as described in PC Gamer, did seem fascinating. And I know it's something Cal's talked about. And I know we've all talked about trying to make the galaxy more alive, where you jump into a system and all hell's breaking loose and you then have to choose whether to help or whatever. I thought that sounded really good. I don't know if, if you read anything about that, Cal, the scenarios. Are we not going to be talking about that after we've finished the exploration stuff? Well, have we? I thought we'd done the exploration stuff. <laughs> well, actually, yeah, we can move on to the, uh, to the, uh, to the scenario uh, or dynamic scenarios or whatever they're wanting to call it these days. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously with this PC uh, gamer Oh, was it NPC Gamer? It was one of the PCN Gamer or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think they might have put the article out a little bit too early because on the Twitch stream on Monday, they were a bit miffed about it, to be honest. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It, it's nice to get a preview. But of course, as Shan says, it, it did seem quite interesting. So um, 
someone has actually compared it to the dynamic events which happened in Guild War 2. And, yes. And um, we do have someone who's a bit of an expert on that, don't we, Shan? <laughs> yeah, so we, it is. I mean, I, 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 obviously we don't know how they, how they work. Um, Yet. But with, 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 with a bit of sort of history and how it, how it works in Guild Wars 2, in that yeah. the, you go into a region of, of the game map, and as you explore, as you go around, there are this stuff going on all around you that you can choose to join in or you can ignore. So, for example, you, you, you find a, a track up a mountain and you, so you follow the track and there's a town that's being um, attacked by a certain group of monsters. So you can either choose to, well, do I, uh, do I help the town or do I just, just ignore it? Mm-hmm. So let's say you decide to jump in and and help the town, and that's usually something like a catch the flag. We have to defend a certain area for a certain time. Um, so you can choose to do that. If you choose not to do that, and the town gets taken, then over time the mobs and even some of the scenery will change to become more ruined because obviously there aren't any people in the town to um, to maintain it. Yeah, to maintain it, which sounds great until you realize that in three or four hours' time, the whole thing will happen again. Right. I see. And, and there are world bosses that are completely epic fights. I mean, if you can imagine fighting world bosses with 150-plus players all having to do certain things in different orders and stuff like that to succeed, it's an amazing experience. And mm-hmm. it, it's provided me with some unforgettable gameplay moments. However, you can look on the website and you can see, oh, well, yeah, um, uh, the, uh, the, the great jungle worm is going to spawn in three hours, 23 minutes. And so I'll do something else and I'll just jump in and do it then. So it's very regulated, very um, happens again and again. After a while, you kind of get bored of it because you think, oh, that's that town being attacked i won't bother with it this time because i got the rewards and i just so it can become repetitive because it's all on a timer so what will be interesting to see with scenarios is whether they do the same thing is or basically how well they hide the wires because it's going to be impossible to make one-off events that are unique to players and then never and not be able to be seen again because the amount of coding required to do that is just off the scale. So it'll be interesting to see how well they hide the wires. Now, what I suspect will happen is if you have a home system like Lave, then very quickly you will see all the scenarios that are available in the Lave. So if you're in Lave for a, a month, then you'll see everything you was to see in Lave. If, right. you jump, if, you, if you jump to DSO or another system, then you have probably very similar events. You know, the, the capture, the defend, the smuggle, or the classic quest structure, you'll see those again, but maybe the timing will be different. So it will be interesting to see how quickly the mechanics show in the scenario. Yeah, the one thing that got me about reading the article was that they were saying that um, you ended up with a binary choice. You were were either there saying, right, um, in this case, they were on about a pirate attack on a megaship. uh, And... They said, first of all, you got a call from the megaship saying it was under uh, under attack and it needed help. Very much like the Damocles trailer, I thought. But then you, if you said no to helping them out, that automatically meant you're on the side of the pirates? 
And I was there thinking, hang well, on. Not necessarily, because you don't have to help the pirates either. Well, or you... that's not the impression I got from the article. I mean, is, is that what they're saying, where they, so you can turn down both sides and be a neutral party? I don't, I mean, again, this is more stuff for testing, isn't it? But I don't see why I can't be offered to help the, the station... And then the pirates come in, and you, I think, you know what? Sod you, pirates, and then go off and kill them. Because I'd want to go in there and just sit around and watch them blow each other up. But the first, or to see how the thing happened. I did notice in someone chat, um, someone said it could be BGS-based. Yes, I think it mm. will be. But I think if you hang around in a system for long enough, the BGS states will flip. And so you will yeah. then get yeah, a repetition you'd be waiting of events. For days for that. Yeah, because only certain. I, I was under the impression that uh, basically what would happen is that if your system was in a certain BGS state, then a certain number of these different scenarios could occur in that system. So you've, you've depending on whether you're in lockdown or not, you'd get more. I don't know, anti-pirate scenarios turning up or the pirates would get more bolder. I do see people are saying uh, it should be all right as long as you don't get a rescue the Kobayashi Maru scenario. Well, that'll be the thyroid, won't it? <laughs> With the Kobayashi Maru. But yeah, so it, it will be interesting to see and I don't think we know enough detail to be able to come down on one side or the other. I, it's one of those things that in my mind I think was absolutely the right, the right way for Frontier to go because we've spoken lots about having events that suck you in that kind of are more than just scanning the mission board and choosing yeah. what you want. And, and we've spoken a lot about that. And so I think it's definitely the right thing to go. Um, the question is, as you say, is how quickly will they run out of scenarios within a certain system? Or uh, we'll have to see, won't we? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty similar to some of some of the quest structures that you used to get in Star Wars Galaxies. I mean, everyone used to wait around to do a a certain quest line. Um, you know, you say you wanted a, a certain spaceship, you'd wait around till you you got some friends to to team up with, and then everybody went off, and we all got the same spaceship. But what do, it does worry me that. Yeah, David Braben used to say that he didn't want those kind of things in Elite because it was like rescuing the princess and then everybody has princesses, so princesses are worth nothing. Yes, and whether or not, I mean, one way they could do it is you could use scenarios to influence the BGS. So, for example, if a system is in lockdown, you have scenarios that only happen in lockdown that if you win enough of them, it breaks the lockdown. So you're not then reliant on bounty hunting to remove lock, or just relying on bounty hunting to remove lockdown. You can do scenarios to do that, and your so your win state would be to progress or choose a direction that the BGS would go in next. That could I just be don't think it's going to be as hit and miss, as sort of binary as that. I think it's going to be okay. Complete this mission and it'll count as five ticks in that direction of the BB, B, um, BGS or complete it in this way and it'll be five ticks in the other direction or do nothing and it'll be neutral. It's not going to be a, you know, this is the final state thing, I suspect. I thought, I mean, could you imagine if we actually got this safe or I mean, dreaming big time here, but, you know, you're at Lave and all of a sudden Lave Station gives out a 
a system-wide alert saying we're being attacked, please help. And that attack for the next hour, depending on the results of that, actually is the the culmination for swapping who owns the station. That would be amazing, I think. Well, that's the, that's the kind of thing that, that that does seem possible. I mean, if you're in, in an election and or you're in a war state, it's it's you know it's the old um, Sid Meier's pirates where you took a mission to go and capture dread or intercept a shipload mm. of uh, colonists to be able to have uh, emergent gameplay where there's an election and actually you're going to take out the uh, electable official from one side and swing the election in another direction. That's not going to be an easy mission to achieve, but the sense of being in the right place at the right time, that's the kind of crap that, um, I say crap, that's not the right word, but that's the kind of awesome it's event in-game that hooks you into a game for life because you feel that, you know, how they say not everyone can be a hero. Well, that's the unique thing that, you know, you could be a hero in that particular point. However, mm-hmm. as Shan says, it's the re- repetition of this kind of thing that will be the make or break of it. And it's also the kind of crap that people will cry and say, wah, 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 I wasn't in lave because I was at work at the time that the election ship, the poll ship was coming into the station. Therefore, I was unable to interdict it and invalidate all the results or something like that. You know, that's why I don't think there'll ever be anything good, unfortunately. I hope they will. I really hope they will. But I I don't know if I see Frontier being brave enough to no. allow that kind of epic level storytelling. I mean, going back to Guild Wars Two, because uh, I think this is it's still it's quite relevant to the scenario uh, we're talking about. When Guild Wars Two launched, it was about a couple of months after launch. They had a they introduced a new map. And what it was at the time, it, it was a one-off event. You actually had to clear out this area of the map of a certain species of, of monster. And it was a one-off event. If you didn't do that at the time, you just missed out. Tough luck. Um, so if you were there doing it, it was a really memorable experience. You know, it was it was a first test of this big dynamic world-changing event system that they pioneered and it it was by and large it worked really well however subsequently there was this oh i missed that i didn't get the rewards i blah 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 why can't you run it again and to arena net's credit they haven't they've resisted that pressure but it is that kind of thing is um can you actually have unique one-off events that if you were there great if you were you didn't i i don't know i think scenarios are going to be repeated well there is one thing that i I can recall from my gaming history and that was on the matrix online Hmm. now the matrix online had um it was was far more dynamic on this because they had um human gms who would run those events that those instead of them being dynamic they would be run uh as as part of the game and to move the plot forward um and to be honest, as, as you can imagine, it was the best part of the game because basically it had proper human interaction and it felt real. Now, obviously, we're not going to get that level of detail, but what they were able to do in The Matrix Online is they were able to take those basic scenarios and 
circumstances and then put them into the archive so you could use them as training videos so you if you missed it you could still take part in it and still get reward from it but it wasn't live if you see what i mean and that's what really now done in subsequent examples they had they had, a, they had a first season of what they call the living story where you would get new content every two weeks so every two weeks mm -hmm. nearly a year you would get new content for you to do and it was a one-off not repeated again content and it did actually influence the game world quite substantially because um one of the baddie one of the baddie um characters cr created a huge tower in the middle of the zone Mm -hmm. and at the end of the event, you got to blow the tower up, or lots of people blew the tower up. So mm -hmm. when you go back now, there's still the remains of the tower there. So they did change the gamescape through this, but then in subsequent events, because of this, I missed it, I want, I, or I so enjoyed this, I want to play it again, in subsequent times, you've been able to just go back and repeat uh, subsequent chapters in your own instance. Um so they have kind of backed away from that thing. So it will be really interesting to see how Frontier have approached this. And out of all the stuff that was shown uh, or I've learned so far, it's the scenarios bit. I'm most interested to see how well they've done it. Mm. So Just a thought. Go on. What about if we have some kind of epic level scenario whenever a state is going to change? So, let's say, for sake of argument, we've got the Thargoids attacking a system ABC. Mm -hmm. Now, towards the end of that, either system ABC is going to suddenly become... The, the station's going to go, into go on fire and all that kind of stuff, or it's not. As the, you know, that's the end of that situation. So how about, at some point... Towards the end of that, there is a scenario that is a supermassive invasion fleet for the next four hours, say. Um, well, that's, that's similar to what happened with the Genosis. When the Genosis was out there and all the bugs had been fixed, that's exactly what that was. I mean, we yeah. had the Hydras coming in, we had the, the, the scouts attacking <coughs> the ships. And that, to me... Uh, if that happens every time, you basically you've got a chance to defend the station against the Thargoids in yeah. real time instead of the automatic "oh dear, it's on fire" on a, on a Thursday morning. I yeah, think that'd and be I, I wouldn't make it on Thursday mornings, but I'd make it a, a random time in the la last day or something like that. Yeah, um, and if during that period of time, say all the Thargoids are killed, then the station doesn't get blown up, and it's actually you manage to save it at the last minute. Um, or you don't, obviously. Um, and obviously that would go for other faction state changes as well, whether they're BGS or not. But they'd, they'd still be epic level events, but they'd also be frequent enough without being... without necessarily being rep rep sort of full of repetition every three hours you do this. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd just like to point out, especially as people who in the chat room have just said that the the Gnosis, sorry, I forgot, yeah. uh, was a one-off event. Yes, it, the, the actual Gnosis going out there was a one-off event, but the mechanics that were used in there could be reused in uh, in scenarios like this. And, you know, I, I think you, it has potential. Yeah, I think you might be... Sorry, Shan, go now I was going to ask Colin because I know Colin a big part of the um, the thyroid shilling and preventing of stuff being 
um, taken out. Do you feel as though your actions um, to prevent Thargoid Thursday, do you think yeah. that, that has, do you feel as though you were actually influencing events or do you think, well, all, all I've done is I've managed to stop this particular hole in the dam leaking this particular week? Well, to tell you the truth, it, it, it's a bit of both, really. Um, it, it does feel as if that, you know, I'm actually doing something um, productive to stop us losing stations. Uh, I mean, admittedly, I'm not killing uh, thousands of them, but, you know, I'm doing my little bit, and that that, that does seem to help. Um, and I've said before that the actual taking on these Thargoid Scouts is actually what saved the game for me, because... I was getting to that burnout stage that you'd sometimes get to with the game where you're sort of there thinking, oh, I, can, I can't really do another trade run. I need something else to do. And this came along at just the right time. And the fact that there are other people who have gone and uh, organized vast groups to be able to, to counteract this um, and also the the Operation IDA, who are the traders who... who who organized the repair of these stations i think that's given the the, the thargoid material that a, a kick in um a shot in the arm rather that that's needed that is needed for some players to to keep playing in the game myself included does that answer your question <laughs> it does yeah, i just want what like what your take on it was because i i tend to play a bit more mechanically shall we say than than, than you do. I kind of like to see, well, if a space station has been got by Thargo as well, oh dear, so sad, I'll go somewhere else. You know, <laughs> it's that kind of attitude. But um, it, I, I'm really glad the content that they're putting in is actually encouraging people to play and take part. And I think that's, we need more yeah. of that. And I am hope scenarios provide that as well. Well, yeah, I mean, but to tell you the truth, if I wasn't, if I was just doing it by myself, then yeah, I'd probably get grounded ground down with it again but before, but because there are community there's community interaction involved around all this you know the self-organized groups like the anti-xeno initiative and, and uh, operation ida which it, it kind of gives you a sort of a mass impetus to all work together if you see what i mean because we, the the numbers involved are so big no one Commander can can be the Luke Skywalker that saves you all from the from the Thargoid menace. If you see what I mean, um, so we're all contributing as a as a part of a team to or to to deal with this threat. Of course, you do get the alleged heroes that can take out Hydras with just one small vulture, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm still not convinced an hour and a half per kill is going to be the most optimal rate of doing it. No, not with no. That was just for kudos, but this is this is the one thing that um, I, I have to say about the Thargoid um, attacks is that it's the number of Thargoid casualties that that saves the system, and one scout counts exactly the same as one interceptor. <laughs> so you could take out hundreds you could you, you could take out hundreds of scouts and you'd contribute more than taking out one hydra i think that's a little bit of an imbalance but um uh, it's still fun for me okay so i guess we'll talk about scenarios in more detail next week yeah because um i mean i take it you're looking forward to thursday to really see what they're going to show off 
I am, and I'm not, because I know I'll have even more questions about it by the, end of the time the stream ends than what I have beforehand. Now, now I can just kind of go, oh, well, we'll see what happens on Thursday when they announce it. But I know what'll happen is I'll be going, well, what if this, and how does that work? And, uh, you know, afterwards. But yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, but we will, we will be more... I mean, the thing is, next next week's show, we'll be more interested to see whether a we've managed to get the the beta downloaded, and b to see what it's actually like. I'm not but, sure scenario is going to be in next week, are they? No, it's not. It's it's going to be in the week after, I believe. So, it, I think the 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 way that they're going to show the live screen streams are is that um, we see the new functionality two weeks before they put it into beta. So we'll have exploration. Then the week after that, then we'll you know it'll follow the same pattern. They'll show off what they've got first. Cool. I guess we're asking the question: Was there any part of exploration of the live stream that we haven't touched on yet? Um, I don't, I don't. Th- I think we've we've covered most of it. I, can anyone think of anything we missed? Because <laughs> I must admit, I'm a bit. No, I think we've covered that. Oh, there was the there was the new um, graphic upgrades. Uh, those look quite pretty, but I think we've seen something similar at LaveCon. We did. I didn't see anything there that they didn't actually show us at LaveCon. Mm. Of course, we um, just saw well, them in live instead of his screenshot. Yeah, I mean, uh, due to the quality of the of the stream, when I personally I couldn't see any difference between the hot build and, and uh, what we've got presently. Uh, but obviously when we'll just have to see what the, what the new graphical upgrade looks like when we've, uh, when we get a hold of it. So um, shall we move on? Oh, we've got a grant on screen. Got, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got yeah, a grant on screen. Yeah, I took, I took, I took um, Ventura was doing some boring flying stuff with fancy tricks and stuff and stuff that for a game of Sojis. How so your monitor at the back is wonky. It needs to be straight. It's a TV. And, um, and, and, and the picture's not straight either, actually. Of which, the which one? green thing. The, the one above your head, the, it just needs tilting slightly up to the right a oh, bit. Oh, God, the contents inside that frame have also gone a bit squint as well. I, I can see that this is this is Shan's OCD kicking in everybody. So, <laughs> yeah, beer. only yeah, you've got genuine beer. I haven't got genuine beer. I have beer flavored fizz. Well, this is anyway. really good stuff. It's actually, I tried it uh, just a, a weird night two weeks ago when I was out. I found this beer in the pub on tap, and it was amazing. Innocent gun. So, um, Ben, did um, you uh, put in the question that we had from Commander... Oh, Clywodin? That'll do. Actually, come um, I, I think, think he's um, Yeah, Cl- uh, Clywodin, or however you pronounce it, is actually... He is in chat at the moment. But if you'd like to go through, go through that question... I can do. Let me just let me just land this thing. So talk amongst yourself for a second, because I'm. Well, this I'm, was the one we were going to politely defer. I think we can. We can episode, I think we, we can cover it a wee bitty. I don't see why we can't at least raise mention the question. If I could get this thing down 
quick. I'm going to <laughs> well, I'm going it's, it's, fast now. I will say one thing. It's nice to know that we've got at least one PS4 listener. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's always nice to know that we're getting well, the console people as well. Um, where are you? 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 Shan, are you, actually, do you want to do you want to summarise what Clyvidian's saying? Um, or I can try and summarise it if you want. I'm oh, you landed. I'm just rereading it to see how you can look. It is quite a long question. Um, it is. Um, so ba- basically, I, th- I think to summarise what Clyvidian's saying is. The BGS is a simulation, not a series of levers. And Frontier should be making it more of a simulation, that a living simulation, rather than a game of chess. Mm. And I can I can see what he's getting at there, and I think that makes I a lot think, of sense. Yeah, I, it does. It, it does make sense. However, the nature of game players is that ah. as soon as people discover the rules for something, they will look 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 for ways to either a make it easier <laughs> and b circumvent it. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to respond to uh, Clue Wedian. Um, so it's pronounced Cluedian. I realised it was Welsh, and in the pre-show, which hopefully Grant hasn't got a recording of. I was doing a very bad Welsh accent reading it out for the guys. I think you should. I think you should um, do it again. You don't want me yeah, to do it again. Come on. Yeah, that's right. Let's, no. let's, let's go and offend all of Wales. Off you go. Well, we've we, 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 we've insulted the people of Skegness. We've insulted the people of, who haven't brought Horizons. Which really, I thought again, we had. So. I thought we insulted the people that are at Rexler, not the people in Skegness. <laughs> We've insulted them now, and if not, <laughs> what was it? Fucking buy horizons, yeah, lazy bums. Yeah, <laughs> something like that, wasn't it? That seems that seems that seems perfectly reasonable to me. Well, actually, it's funny. I think the next time they when they they come out with the next upgrade, there won't be the standalone game. It will be Elite, Dangerous, and Horizons bundled in from that point on. But you know, it's it's just. Uh, I thought I thought Horizons would be cheap enough now to just give away in one big package, so you don't have that kind of split anymore. I, anyway. I would simplify it all down as well. I have to, just to congratulations, you have bought Elite Dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the the salt! I can feel the salt building up already. And now anyway. we're Ben off his Welsh thing, aren't we? Yes, we we so, are. Lumerian, did my summary of it sound about right to you? By the way, so if I've not summarised it correctly, then let us know, and we'll I'll try to summarise it better. But well, actually, it might it? it might be better to go into it more detail next week when we can tie it in with the scenario, with what we've yeah. seen in the scenarios. So if you if you're wanting to hang fire on that. Uh, until until next week. Um, so what we'll quickly do is we'll go through the, the shout-outs that we've got. Now, obviously, the first thing that we've got to shout-out about uh, about the, the truckers are doing an in-game challenge on the 11th of November. Grant, would you like to talk about this? Yes. 
Off you go then. You mean now? Okay, right. So <clears throat> it's not just an in-game event, but it's also an out-game event because on that same day, there will be a number of truckers who will be cycling their arses up the side of a volcano, Mount Tidy, uh, and raising money for special effects. And we thought, well, what about those people that cannot be involved in that, whether or not they don't have a bike, whether or not they don't have the ability to ride a bike, whether or not they can't get to a volcano, or, or more importantly, whether they can be arsed. So, instead of um, pushing people to do something that they might not be arsed at, we created the in-game event, found a planet um, uh, called, is it a system called Tidy, and, um, and found... No, it's a planet called Ty- Tidy in Tidy a system B called Tidy or something, yeah. And it has a, a fantastic mountain in it, and we're encouraging people to set up teams and come and join us for a race up that mountain, which will be broadcasting from wherever we can if you're going to twitch stream and you want to twitch stream for us let us know and we'll see what we can do in getting you set up much the same as we're capturing different feeds tonight like commander ventura ben's myself um we're hoping to be able to catch multiple feeds from that multiple feeds from the cyclists on their way up the mountain and have a nice day of guest streamers and all kinds of stuff to commemorate this massive undertaking and to try and get ten thousand pounds raised for special effects and hearing dogs for the deaf. So, huge push on a huge amount. £10,000 is our, probably the most we've ever raised in one go. And uh, this ending game event, there are details in the Elite Dangerous forums. We'll put a link in the show notes. If you're interested, you want to be part of it, you can either do that or you can do that whilst using a home cycling system to match our cyclists while you do it, because I know Flossie's going to be doing that. Um, and join us on twitch.tv forward slash Hutton Orbital Truckers on that day to see what's going on. Give us your messages, let us give you a shout out, and let's make it a freaking awesome day of tons of fun. Yeah, I know that me, uh, myself, and Dr. Toxic will be doing that uh, on on the 11th. I think it'll be on the morning. Um, But I I, I am worried that the the feed from the cyclists will just involve... Uh, an unfortunate picture of of Hober's wobbling arse as he goes up the as as he goes up the, the <laughs> I hill. Think, I think the last time we did have a, a cracking shot of John Whitehouse's arse all the way from the from the support vehicle, but we're hoping to be able to get some interesting feeds from the guys and some phone ins from them as they're on their way and and just you know touching base and and finding out how they're getting on because they cycle up so far. And then they all have to come out of their vehicles, and then it's a walk to the summit. So it's a major, major undertaking. We reckon it'll probably be out, you know, the full day, a good 10 hours worth of uh, content. So check in on us. Was, was cracking the right descriptive term there? <laughs> chafing. Is that, is it? <laughs> it'll be a chafing I was thinking day. more along of... I was thinking more along the lines of builders crack, but never mind. I mean, there's always the chance <laughs> that the volcano could erupt whilst they're going up, and then we can have a, a really interesting stream of um, toasted truckers. Hang on, is that the same volcano that if it blows, it will cause a tsunami so high it could wipe out the west coast of the United States? Uh, if it's, it was, uh, I'm, I'm not seeing it. It's Cumber Vieira, I think, in the Canary Islands that supposedly do that, but a later study has demonstrated that it won't actually happen um, because the underlying rock is too stable to wipe out um, the west coast of America. Oh, there's the, there's the potential for a disaster movie lost. Well, I was going to my plan for a terrorist action as well, but moving in. 
<laughs> we'd just, I like, I'd we'd just like to point out to MI5 who might be listening. We'd just like to point out to the uh, MI5 who may be listening. He was joking. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. In Scotland, you can get put away for that. Yeah, true. Context. What, for thought crime? Yeah, no, no, no. For saying yeah. something, context doesn't count. Ask the Nazi yep. pug. <laughs> oh, God. I was just thinking that that Kaide sounds like the uh, home of the Wombles. <laughs> what? I don't oh remember that. God. Underground, overground, tidying free. Oh, I see. Wombly I see. Free. I see. I see. They're yeah, tidying, they're up. Tidying. tidying up. Yes. Oh, God. Yeah. And another another indicator of how and old you are. There's your, your, your twist on the charity. They have to cycle up this mountain in Womble suits. Collecting rubbish as they go. <laughs> Oh, recycling oh, no. taking the everyday things that people leave behind Uncle so before, before Grant goes off wombling down his own little avenue <laughs> Ben would you like to talk about the, Pal- uh, the Palladian Consortium and I what they've been up to I talked about that at the beginning of the show but I can reiterate that Big Papa's offering free popcorn uh, they're fighting Yuri Grom, who are t- trying to take control of their system in Babley. Uh, pledge to Hudson and go to discord.io slash palcom. Fair enough. Um, and also, we have uh, an EDC competition, which is uh, the group on Facebook, the Dangerous Community. Um, they have... Um, they're asking me for you to post your finest screenies or artworks and win prizes courtesy of Frontier Developments and EDC. Uh, this competition will end on the 25th of October. Um, so we've got a rare Frontier Mark II paint job, an entrepreneurial community prize pack, uh, and yeah, and who else has got? Has anybody else got any more details on this? Just what's in the show notes and that you've read out. No, oh, unless you want me to read the rest of the prices out. Well, I think we'll just move on to the East India Company. Who knows about the East India Company? So, basically, the East India Company are doing a Thanksgiving expedition uh, for November 3304. And basically, they're saying that the citizens of Colonia have been working right hard to build their new homes up. And it's time they get a bit of a reward regardless of what customers might think. So the East India Company are putting together a exposition with the following goals. They want to explore the high route to Colonia, away from uh, the well-trodden, well-trodden trade routes uh, in the co- of the Colonia connection. And the high route has got lots of unexplored neutron stars and is quite far away from custom patrols, uh, just making it ideal for a long-distance smuggler and highly profitable for the explorers. Uh, they're wanting people to take lots and lots of booty with them. Uh, anything in- intoxicating, apparently. But in particular, onion head, lavian brandy, presumably um, our Centauri Mega Gin as well. Um, lo- lots and lots of you know, sneaky, dubious alcoholic beverage that you want to s- that you're- they're wanting people to sneak into Jack Station. But I don't see why Jack. Seeing as Jack Station is basically a bar, I don't know why they have to sneak it in. Um, but anyway, um, being Colonia just in time for the Q4 exploration stuff as well. So, yeah, that's the whole point is that basically let's get out to Colonia in time for Q4, where it's because Colonia is a very, very pretty area of the galaxy. 
Yes, and I'm still dragging the shiny sidey out there, which is taking so bloody long to do. Yeah. But um, yeah, it is, it's. So I'll just quickly say this: the start date is the twentieth of November, and there is going to be some loading parties at Harvest Port, Kappa Volcanis, and Lave Station. Um, and the lead ship will be the Alan Matheson Turing, which is an Imperial Kitter. Imperial Cutter, sorry, fitted out for long-distance trading. Mm, I was about to say, I've never heard of an Imperial Cutter before, but never mind. Well, it's like an Imperial Cutter, but it's a bit, it's a bit smaller. <laughs> and maybe with blue hair. So, one final thing, we'll, we'll just say, does anybody have any final business they'd like to quickly uh, bring up before, before we wrap yes, the game up? I, yes, I do. Okay, Sean, off you go. Um, the UK print edition of PC Gamer, the one with the 25th anniversary um, edition on the, on the top. I think it's issue 324, uh, the December one. Uh, that has a special PC Gamer paint code for the Crate 2 in it. So pick one up, because I've got the paint pack in there, and actually it's one of the better Crate um, paint jobs. I actually really like it. So it's the 25th anniversary a paper edition of PC Gamer in the UK as a unique paint code. Mm. Yeah, uh, also, I mean, it was... We just get this in R.S. McCall's or something, or John Menzies. Well, I brought mine I brought mine at a service station um, on the A1. So it, okay. it's, it's in agents, it's W.H. Smith and stuff, the usual places you yeah. get paper magazines. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not sure whether the... Uh, people aren't sure whether the digital edition has it. Some people say uh, it has, some people say it hasn't. And it doesn't appear on the cover of the European editions. So I think it is just a UK one. I mean, my, it's worth looking if you're not in the UK, but it's uh, almost the 25th anniversary edition um, on the front. Uh, well, I'll I'll give a a call out to the, I mean I've only just caught up with this, but the latest issue of the Sagittarius Eye, uh, issue fourteen that came out I think sometime in the last couple uh, couple of weeks at least. Uh, I don't think we've covered it, but uh, it's it's got a whole load of uh, new features, uh, including Utopia, Copola, distant details about distant worlds too, uh, and of course a new comic gen from Genosis or Gnosis Stranded, which um, I think. That, um, is up to its usual standard, and uh, if you go to SagittariusEye.com, you'll uh, you'll be able to download the latest issue. Uh, before we disappear off, I've just received some last-second update that apparently the EIC thing has also got an expedition patch. Oh, excellent! That's that's good to know. So before oh, before yeah, before oh, oh, also, oh, oh, also one more one more one more thing, just regarding you know. Um, Shan and the truckers thing, um, you know. Um, Shan, you do realise you just unleashed the whole process now. You will be blamed. You're welcome. <clears throat> so, on that note, well, obviously. 
Well, we'll give a call out to about OliveCon 2019, which will be in the 4th and the 7th of July. Hopefully, we'll have uh, more details about what's going to be happening soon, as Alan and Karen have just finished doing FantasyCon. So that's their their uh, their last big convention out of the way before uh, they start looking into OliveCon. Um, so our sister station, we have to give a mention to the good old Hutton Orbital radio broadcasts, which happened on Thursday at half eight. Uh, so go to tv.forthemug.com for them or radio.forthemug.com if you just want to listen to the dulcet tones. Um, obviously, the CQC Discord for the discerning commander who likes a bit of CQC action, which I must admit has seemed to have picked up lately in the last couple of weeks. Um, you can go to discord.me slash um, CQC uh, in order to get... Uh, get that up and running. So, Ben, how many in-game commanders have you got around us at the moment? There's quite a few now, actually. We've got Geth Legion, uh, Vlad Solomonic, let's say Solomonic, uh, Commander Provaz, Ender Strude, Icefire, Rixo, Geralt von Vichrau, Black Knight, whoever's been here, Upper Bottoms here, Lower Bottoms here, uh, Bisley, Frunsentil, uh, Ventura, Miggle, Stephen Usher, Dissington, Paul Archer. Yeah, so they've all they've all been around tonight. Oh, that that's nice because because you were all on your lonesome to begin I, with. That's, I, I, that's... I was. Oh, and uh, Perseus um, twenty eight is also here. Has just showed up. Oh, okay. And did I say Hawkins Software? I can't remember. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. You you. I think you did, but it's, uh, it's so nice that you might get two mentions. Yeah, and, so, oh, and Hawkus Alpha, I want to give a special shout out actually to Hawkus Alpha because Hawkus Alpha just got back into work, busted a gut to get to Lave in time for the end of the show. I thought you didn't know why. Yeah, funny that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know why either. So, um, just to let everybody know, coming up next will be the fantastic Galnet news from Commander Wotherspoon. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so you'll be able to listen to his, uh, catch up on the latest news there. But apart from that, that is it for another episode of Live Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, then you can email info at laveradio.com, facebook.com slash laveradio, at laveradio on Twitter, and you can join the Discord chat channel by going to discord.io slash laveradio. You can join our TeamSpeak server where commanders like to come out and chat at teamspeak.laveradio.com and Lave Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at half past eight GMT uh, and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live. So thanks to Commander Shan, thanks to PsychoCal, thanks to Ben and thanks to all the commanders that have joined us outside the station. So until next, fly safe. But if you can't do that, dangerous.
Galnet News Digest, 23rd of October, 3304. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news. Tribune linked to bot-hacking scandal. Ramtar's raving raid repelled. Professor Palin pays for a scavenger hunt. The answer to the meaning of exploration. Tribune linked to bot-hacking scandal. Circumstantial evidence has been used by investigators to link Kingsley Cordova's newspaper, the Morris Tribune, to the recent discovery of spy software hidden in Achilles' helper robots. In an unusual move, the Federal Security Service has made its announcement while investigations are still ongoing. Its reasoning goes like this. 1. The Morris Tribune is based in Seoul. 2. All of the robots so far discovered to have spy software installed, including that of shipping magnate Lloyd Hardacre, whose defective assistant robot led to the discovery of the spy programme, have been found in the Seoul system. 3. The Mars Tribune has broken several high-profile stories recently including Jupiter Rochester's husband Thomas Torai's extramarital affair, Congressman Morgan Unwin's ties with drug cartel the Red Family, and a series of attempted cover-ups by public relations manager Anya Blackriver. 4. Thomas Torai, Morgan Unwin and Anya Blackriver were all found to have personal assistant robots with the spy software installed. The Federal Security Service sees a correlation between the Mars Tribune's sensational revelations and the spy robots so far uncovered, but has not yet established a causal relation. The FSS is interviewing Tribune staff to try to pin down some facts. Cordova, who was fated by Congress for his newspaper's work in bringing Congressman Unwin to justice, has made a complaint about what he describes as the FSS's libelous and baseless allegations. Rantar's raving raid repelled. 
A tight security response at Phoenix Base has led to the failure of an attempted theft of Guardian data from engineer Ram Tar. Security Chief Harper Vargas at Phoenix Base, which is the home of xenotechnologist Tar, reports that a small group of intruders used explosives to knock out the base's power network after breaching the site perimeter. Defence forces were alerted by the perimeter alarm and were able to contain and repel the invaders, but were unable to prevent their escape in an unidentified getaway ship. Although the incursion was limited, Engineer Tar is convinced that the target was his research on Guardian technology, which, he says, has been set back by many weeks. Tar's Rayman-style Guardian fighters with wings and cockpit connected only by an invisible force field have been a hit with commanders fighting encroaching Thargoids. Professor Palin pays for scavenger hunt. In a manner similar to biologists of the 18th century, Professor Ishmael Palin of the Palin Research Institute is funding research into Thargoids that involves blowing them up and collecting the pieces. The normally peaceful scavengers that work in the numerous mysterious Thargoid surface bases can be attacked and destroyed for their carapaces, which the professor feels will be of use in his investigations. The posse professor is also requesting wake scan data from Thargoid ships and composition data from the surface sites. The broker for this questionable trade is Ben Ryder's Ryder Revolutionary Party at Obsidian Orbital. The answer to the meaning of exploration. Thousands of commanders have marched past the Pilots' Federation offices this week, protesting about the recent news about the future of scanning technology. The proposal is that the existing scanning mechanism that gives quick initial results but which requires substantial effort and in-system travel to get basic information about the bodies in the system, be replaced by a system that requires more skill to operate but which can give detailed information about the bodies with no travel required. The new process then offers the ability to generate a whole new level of detail, including pinpointing geological and alien points of interest, using probes which are launched into the planets to create detailed maps, meaning the end of the Mark I eyeball method. The number of probes will be effectively infinite, as they're tiny and consume minute amounts of fuel. The old representation of the bodies in a system, which resembles painted polystyrene balls suspended using lengths of string, will be largely replaced by an accurate, real-time, real-scale, zoomable orrery view. Commanders have complained that the orrery view is too accurate, and that the planets and stars should be shown many times their actual size, to make them look more like the old view. Commanders have complained that it'll be much harder to find close-orbiting clusters of moons, which are popular locations for videos. But most of all, commanders have been complaining that the supply of planetary scan probes is effectively infinite. What's the point of exploring, they argue? 
if you don't have to spend half your time crawling round planets, searching for more yttrium so you can finish probing. A small counter-demonstration was also held, demanding a limit to the number of forum posts about probes. Commanders have also complained that there will be only 42 new things to find in the galaxy. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to.